Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In today's episode, we will be discussing how to measure progress when it is not reflecting on the scale. But first, if you are a returning listener, please leave us a quick five-star review, quick little blurb if you can, if you have not already. Being a returning listener, you've obviously come back for some value and this is provided to you for free. Only thing we ask is you leave that review. New listeners, if you enjoy this episode, go back and listen to some previous ones, whether it's all of them or just some that grab your attention with the the title. If you find yourself listening to a few and you are getting value, again, greatly appreciate it. It helps us expand our reach and helps us continue to do what we're doing because, again, this is for free. If you leave us a quick five-star review and a written-out blurb, if you have the time. Diving right in. The scale, it's still just such a downer for some people and I think we're still seeing so many people who are making great progress in so many other areas but because the scale only dropped a pound or maybe it didn't move at all or maybe it went up it's like none of that other stuff matters and it's it's a really hard mindset to break when you've been so ingrained that the scale is like the end-all be-all when it comes to progress but something that we teach our clients what we're all about with SD evolution and even just tracking progress ourselves like I can't tell you the last time I even like thought twice about what the scale number said and again it takes time and months if not years to get to a place where it's just like eh, whatever but There are so many other things that are likely happening that you just are not able to celebrate or focus on because that one thing that you deem as the end-all be-all master of progress is not budging. So we're going to dive in and share some other ways that you can track progress, but it's important to understand that it is definitely a mindset shift and sort of a hard pill to swallow, um, especially if you're someone who just always kind of put the scale on a pedestal. To give you a a better perspective, um, some of you, most of you are probably not working in the health industry, probably not health coaches. A lot of you are, I know, Um, but a lot of you are not. Most of you are not. So from a coaching perspective, the weight that you plot on the scale and you you send to us, you go through a check-in, you put it in, The number on the scale is simply a data point. That is not the end-all be-all, and any good coach that you're working with should understand that. That is not what we're making all of the decisions based on. It is a data point that we utilize when factoring in potential adjustments. If everything else that we're looking at appears to have stalled, and we're analyzing, analyzing if we need to make an adjustment, the average weight over the course of the previous three, four, five weeks tells us what direction and, and and how aggressive to be with a particular adjustment. So we are going to factor in a bunch of other things that we'll discuss on this podcast today. But to give you the grand scheme of things and the perspective that the professionals and the experts should be utilizing, 
Weight is just the data point that allows us to make more accurate adjustments based on your particular needs at that point in time. You said one thing that I think is still just not super common to know for the average person. Thought you were gonna tracking, say not super smart. <laughs> tracking their progress. Um, your average weight, right? So we as coaches never compare what your weight was yesterday to today. That comparison is just not Even this Monday versus last Monday, for those of you who weigh in once a week to check progress, that is entirely inaccurate. It's not comparing anything except for water fluctuations at large. So what impacts the scale? Let's go through that list first. It can be your digestion being off. It can be how much water you drink. If you drank more water than usual the day before or less water than usual the day before. Sodium intake. If you added electrolytes into your life and you're wondering why the scale maybe came up or came down, probably has to do with that. Or if you just are somebody who eats not a lot of sodium throughout the week and then on the weekends you go out to eat a lot, there's going to be more sodium in those meals. That will impact the scale. Your menstrual cycle. If you have a hard day of training, um, what am I missing? I'm missing a lot. I forget what else you said. Stress. Like stress levels, soreness levels, digestion, where you're at in that period of, of digestion, uh, if you're bloating. If you ate a meal closer to bedtime compared to not eating closer to bedtime, you have more food just in your body, that will impact the scale. So there are so many different things that will impact that day-to-day fluctuation or that Monday-to-Monday fluctuation if you're only weighing in once per week, which Stop is- doing what? Yeah, stop weighing oh. in once a week. <laughs> I thought you were if you're, if you're weighing in once a week, just stop weighing in. Look yeah, at progress it's, it's pointless. It's useless. Um, so, you know, if that is you and you're hyper focusing on that number changing day to, day to day, it's not doing you any good. It's not telling you anything besides the water changing within your body. So understand that many, many, many factors impact the scale, which is why it's important for us as coaches to have at least three to four weigh-ins per week. Four would be the where I would personally cut, Every other day cut them off. Great. <clears throat> Every other day is great. More, is um, more The more data points you have to put into that weekly average, the better. And then you compare last week's average to this week's average. You can compare months, what last month's average was to this month. So comparing your weight on that bigger scale is going to be a way more accurate representation of what the heck is going on with your body composition progress than day-to-day will or if you're just weighing in once per, once per week. thousand percent. So let's dive into other things you can pay attention to. And the first and most obvious, but sometimes the slowest to understand because you see yourself every day, are progress pictures. So we have clients take them on a weekly basis. Some clients take them on a monthly basis. The reason we ask for them weekly uh, is just built into their weekly check-in on our private software. Um, But it's also nice to see that really slow time lapse. So if you just put everything up next to each other and just, you know, scroll right on through your pictures, maybe you create an album on your phone, take it, you know, every Monday morning. That's something you can do every Monday morning. Uh, Before you eat, before you drink, before you work out, anything uh, that would affect what your body looks like. Take it first thing in the morning in your undies. Don't have to share it with anybody. Um, Do front, back, and side. Make sure you get your legs. Compare those over time. So let's say you're you're not doing you're not tracking weight at all. 
you can take a very conservative approach and, and, that, and I, I can't get this word today, analyze your pictures month over month. Are you seeing any changes whatsoever? And be honest with yourself. Maybe ask a spouse or a friend, hey, you know, have you noticed any differences in these pictures? Put them side by side. If you are, things are moving in the right direction. They're getting better. Keep doing what you're doing. If you feel you've plateaued a little bit, make some adjustments. Increase activity levels. Increase your movement. Decrease calories strategically, not just cutting them out. But do not make those adjustments after one week of nope. saying, okay, I didn't make progress from last week to this week because, again, that's not long enough. When we as coaches, when we get weekly progress photos from our clients, we're not comparing them from last week to this week. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> it's creating that habit for you. And again, it's giving us more of those data points to compare to as you continue week after week, month after month, we can go back and say, hey, this is where you started or this is where you started after, you know, you got consistent after the first month. Um, so it's important to have that. And it's also, you know, it's hard to be objective with yourself, even with progress photos. I find um, a lot of our clients will sort of struggle taking them, sort of struggle seeing themselves wherever you're starting out right now. But it's going to be really nice to have that to look back on. Um, and even if you can't really see huge changes and see these huge shifts, you have to remind yourself too that the progress photos that you're seeing other people post, whether it's from people on people who work with coaches on your team or you know you just see all of these things constantly on social media, you don't know what what's actually happening for that person what's going on in their lives so you can't compare your progress to anyone else um, but compare the compare those photos for yourself and take those for yourself especially if you're somebody who's not using the scale and this is one of the most objective things you can do so for myself purpose personally i was very big on the scale i want like from the time i was 15 years old wanted to be 6'2", 225 pounds at 7% body fat. Like those were my specific numbers I wanted to be. Where I got them, I have no fucking idea. It just sounded great in my head. So my goal was always to get to 225. And in San Diego, I finally achieved that goal by literally pounding a disgusting amount of food. Um, got to 227. That number in my head is where I want it to be. The result was nowhere near where I want it to be. We was, will insert a photo here. We will not insert a photo here. <laughs> I was not fat. I was still athletic. I was very strong. I was extremely fluffy. You could see some outlines of abs. Point being, I have spent my life focusing on the numbers. I know a lot of you do the same. And now, fast forward to today, I weigh 185 pounds and normally that would disgust me. Why the fuck are you back down to 185 pounds? You used pounds? to get very angry about Anything that under number. 190 was disgusting to me. Like, what are you doing? Why are you under 190? You should be over 200. What's happening right now? But I will say I am probably more comfortable in my skin than I've ever been. I'm lean. I'm strong. I'm more well-rounded. I think I look great. Um, obviously, some, some, things, some things I can fine-tune. But that's from focusing on the aesthetics and focusing on what I'm looking at versus the number on the scale because the number on the scale would infuriate me right now if that's what I was focused on. There are days where I see 182. And then I'm like, if I wanted to cut right now, what would I be cutting to, 170 pounds? Like to do a lean cut to get to 6% body fat? I don't ever want to be 170. But that doesn't matter. How do you feel? How do you look? How are you performing? The number on the scale is just a data point to utilize for adjustments. I'm glad you brought that up because I think for women especially, it's 
it's very common to get tied to a number that you have in your mind that you want to be like your goal weight. And I hate the term goal weight um, just because, again, like Josh just talked about, it's what you think that's going to look like in your mind either looks completely different or feels completely different. And that goal weight for a lot of women is like what they were their senior year in high school or like something that is completely just like a different phase of life or you were a child. Um, And it just does not make sense for your body to be there at this point in time. So instead of a goal weight, what can we focus on as far as meeting these goals and seeing progress. So let's go through the list of not even necessarily tracking progress from the aesthetic perspective, but what are some other areas that we focus on with clients that show that they're making progress? So we've got progress pictures. We have biofeedback. So I don't know if we want to focus on this as a whole or break them down, but just to give you the overview we measure biofeedback on a daily basis. Our clients track um, those things. We have, we have daily check-ins, so I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. We have daily check-ins to get the absolute most accurate measurements in every regard. So I'm not just talking about like literally measuring, but um, logging ratings for certain things. We have them do that on a daily basis because you cannot place an average on energy levels for the week or on sleep quality uh, for the week, or you, know, you can place an average on sleep quantity, but... Sleep, stress, soreness, energy levels, hunger levels throughout the day, these things are tracked on a daily basis so that we can have a a true protocol, a true measurement to go off of to create a protocol. Um, So some of the things we can track that we pay a ton of attention to are things like sleep quality and then, you know, relating into energy levels, um, stress levels throughout the day. Those are measured so that we can figure out, okay, when we changed this target, when we brought calories to this point, how did you feel biofeedback wise? How how did that affect sleep? Because sleep is going to affect body composition and performance and mood and energy levels. How did it affect energy levels? Because those energy levels will directly affect stress levels. So all these things play into each other. So very subjective. How are you feeling? How are things going? We have progress pictures in you know compartment one compartment two is the biofeedback what is our body telling us about which direction things are going and honestly your biofeedback scores and seeing those things trend upward or downward depending on what it is um as you go week by week that alone is progress if you're sleeping seven and a half hours a night on average and you've been working with us for, you know, the last six or seven weeks. And when you started with us, you were getting five and a half hours of sleep or six and a half hours of sleep on average. Thank you, habits. That is progress. And I think a lot of people tend to just like skim over these things that seem smaller and less. Um, it's just it's not a physically obvious thing that you're seeing. But if you're sleeping better you're probably pushing training better. You're probably just feeling better overall as far as energy levels go and your mood throughout the day. Your hunger levels are more regulated because you're getting the right amount of sleep for your body. So you're not feeling that constant need to have snacks or you're craving certain things. So if you improved nothing else and your sleeps went from even improved one hour, that is a huge win to us. 
Um, and that's just in the acute term. When you're looking right. about it chronically, you are avoiding things or you are putting yourself at a much lower risk of dementia and Alzheimer's and these chronic diseases from sleep. We all think we're fucking superheroes because we can thrive on four or five, six hours of sleep. Well, you're not. And even if you feel okay right now, you're crushing yourself down the road. So that's acute versus longer term. So don't skim over the biofeedback. Quote, unquote, little things. The little things that are actually freaking big things. So that is another aspect of this that I wanted to touch on. Um, and then, you know, honestly, the mindset side of things. So if you, let's use the scale as an example here. If you're somebody who couldn't even step on it without like feeling so down about yourself or getting frustrated on day one and we're, you know, 60 days into whatever phase that you're working on and you can step on the scale and it's just like whatever and you're you go about your day and it's just a data point and it becomes just less relevant to you that is progress so you know making these small mindset shifts in regards to anything that was just one example but you know being more aware being more mindful um improving certain things that you were struggling with prior to starting and focusing on this stuff all of those things are wins and all of those things are big wins because when you start to make those mindset shifts that sticks with you that is something that is going to stick with you long term and allow you to make this truly a lifestyle rather than just oh I lost 10 pounds from following this diet and nothing else changed we have clients who come to us in like on their intake form or through our conversation on that discovery call they'll tell us straight up, I'm not comfortable getting on the scale every day or at all. And we're good with that. That's fine. You don't want to get on the scale? Cool. Um, we are going to work on that because it's a mindset thing. You you shouldn't have this massive apprehension to step on the scale. The scale should not ruin your day. So we're not going to force you on the scale for, you know, oh, we need to see that. We just told you there's other things that we can, we can measure and do things a little more um, from a stand, a more passive approach that takes a little longer, but we can still do it. But we'll work on that in regards to your mindset, again, to show you everything else that goes into that and the amazing things that we can do that really have nothing to do with the scale. We've had some of our most incredible transformations for our clients come within three to five pounds. Three to five pounds. You want to change your life. You want to change how you feel. You want to change how you perform. You want to change how you look. Oh, I've got to lose 15 pounds to do that. No, you don't. We can probably do that at the same weight. If you're not morbidly obese, if you don't have a ton of fat to lose or weight to lose, I'll say weight, um, we can change your body composition within a very minimal amount of weight change. It's not weight change you're looking for. You're not looking for weight loss. You're looking for body composition changes, and that can happen in a similar weight. But that kind of ebbs and flows into the next thing that I just kind of briefly skimmed over, and it's one of the biggest things, performance. You can focus on performance. Are you progressing in the gym? Um, if you're in weight loss phase, you know, progression is going to ease into maintenance you know is body composition improving while you're maintaining uh strength but just for the the general scope of this conversation progressing in the gym focusing on progression even at a similar weight so let's say you are weighing in on a daily basis you're getting those data points and you're getting stronger let's say you're getting stronger every single month for a year weight didn't change an ounce you are the exact same weight but all of your lifts went up 50%, 60%, 30%, whatever it is, progressed consistently month over month over month over month. Your body composition, without even me looking at you, I can tell you that your body composition improved. You lost some fat, 
you gain some muscle, you improve body composition overall at the same weight. This one is huge, especially for women. I truly believe that even if your personal goals are to lose body fat, if you put your focus on performance and on crushing it in the gym, obviously, yes, your nutrition has to be in the right place. But if you truly push that performance and make that like, give that all you've got, I guarantee you that not only will you see the progress that you want to see as a byproduct of focusing on performance, but you're going to feel better. You're going to enjoy the process that much more rather than being so hyper-focused on just, okay, this was my weight today. I want to lose body fat. I need to lose weight as far as hyper-focusing on that. If every woman just focused on performance, you will you will see the changes that you want to see. The point way blank. I'm approaching things right now, I thought you were done. Did I cut you off? I, I was done. I was just going to say point blank. The way I'm approaching things right now, I am not tracking. I have not tracked for months. Um, I am not spending hours in the gym. So for those of you following the SDE method app, that is Alessandra and I's personal programming. Uh, we follow those specific programs. Mine that I'm currently on is uh, build. I'm sorry, physique. Now, I used to do Physique Plus. I scaled that back. We have so many projects going on that I cannot continue to train six days per week. It is not feasible. I am literally moving 20,000 steps per day. He's building a chicken coop. He has to build a playground. He has to build a fence. That's my average. Like There are days where I'm closer to 30,000 steps. So it is not feasible for me to do cardio and to lift six days a week on top of everything else that I'm doing. So I've scaled that back to five days. This, every month I said, this is my new favorite program. Like these keep getting better and better and better. This month, the volume came down a bit specifically for this to be more efficient for myself and for all of you using it. Um, because I, I used to train, again, six days a week, 20 sets per body part. Sometimes it was 22, 23. If I was doing some additional volume, some drop sets, some forced, some forced uh, volume. I am down to about 12 sets per body part per week. These workouts take me 30 to 45 minutes. There are certain days that I will superset movements that are not prescribed as supersets within the app and it still feels fine, like I'm still progressing. So I am getting stronger week over week, month over month. I have not tracked in several months. I can't tell you the last time I actually tracked a single day, a full day, I'm not tracking anything. I'm focusing on nutrient-dense foods. I'm focusing on um, just eyeballing my portion sizes, getting in enough protein and getting in three to four meals per day. Um, but by not tracking, by not weighing in regularly and just focusing specifically on a moderate amount of volume, but busting my ass in the amount of time that I'm in there, again, 30 to 45 minutes. I did nap check this morning. I worked out at 5.30 after I finished making the dog food, got my lift in before Kai woke up. Quick ab check, I was feeling pretty good. I looked fucking chiseled. I actually posted it on my story today because I'm like, I was not expecting that and I feel really good. And that again is 30 to 45 minutes of a workout. I'm not tracking calories. I'm not tracking macros. I'm just doing what feels good right now. And so lots the of scale movement means outside of the gym. Tons of movement outside the gym, which we focus on within the app and our coaching. But all the little things, we want to talk about the little things. The little things have changed my life and I feel better than I have in years. I look better than I have in years, and it's by focusing on all the little things, focusing on the habits and being smarter and not forcing things down my throat literally and figuratively that I think are going to work and get the things done that I want done. 
if it's not maintainable, it's not going to do shit for you. So again, going, relaying this back to the scale, 185 would make me sad. I'm extremely happy right now because I have learned what those other things mean. Yeah. So a little recap, if you clicked on this episode because you are somebody who, you know, places a high emphasis on the scale or you just wanted to hear what we had to say, hopefully this opens your eyes to all of the other amazing things that you can be progressing with and focusing on outside of just what that number is. And in the very least, hopefully you learned how to accurately track scale weight. Um, But again, it's not the main focus of what we do as coaches. It is not the main focus of fat loss. It is not, there's nothing special about the scale. It is one data point somewhere along the line. It just became like the king of measuring progress and we're here to knock it back down. So if you're listening to this episode, there are probably some things you want to work on like she just touched on. If you are not confident in your ability to do these things on your own, we do offer a couple options. We have the SDE method app, which is the more hands-off approach. You have our guidance. It is the closest thing you will find to -to one-to-one coaching for a much, much lower cost because you are not working with a coach. So we give you as much as we can, similar to the podcast, we're giving free value. Um, But we do give you an actionable plan within the app. You've got your training programs. You've got your habit protocol with the the apocalypse protocol, which is that alone will change your life, but obviously great programs as well. Additional resources in some libraries some things you can follow along with. If you do need more accountability, more hands-on approach, you want some specific guidance from a coach because you just really don't know what you're supposed to be doing, whether you're new or you're seasoned and haven't achieved your results, we do offer one-to-one coaching through SD Evolution. We are currently on a wait list. The open enrollment period is not open at this time. Uh, We just closed that yesterday if you were listening to this. So if you want to be on the wait list, I will put the direct link to the wait list for coaching in the show notes. And that's where we'll give you first dibs essentially when we do open up again before we open up to the public. So you'll want to be on that if you're thinking about it even in the the near future. Especially because we did just start offering for the first time – ever. We're talking a decade of coaching discounts to our memberships. So that is a discount applied to our paid in full options, which really aren't necessarily paid in full because you have the option to create a monthly payment plan. So you save money by committing longer, which we have never done. Um, but we want to make sure that you guys have access to this. If it's something you really want to do to change your lives, we are passionate about what we do. Our coaches are passionate about what they do. And we have been doing some fantastic things over the last decade. We want to make sure you guys have those tools. So that is what we do. That is why we're here. You have to that go get your child. That is the of this episode. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else you need is linked below.